Welcome, everyone. 320 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. No Eric this week. Uh, Eric had uh, football plans for for opening day of NFL season. Uh, which Who's playing again? Uh, Patriots Chiefs and, and Patriots. Yeah. Chiefs and Patriots. Okay. If you can I've... believe it, the Patriots are already up. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored the first touchdown is the important question. Uh, I think Gillisley. Oh, my, okay. Running back? Yep. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, first day. I, I seem like it seems like they used to have two games on on opening night. I feel Thursday. like that's sad. No, Monday. Oh, well, Monday. There'll be two games opening I, week. I think it's Monday. I think they have one like at like four ish and then one at eight. OK. Um. But yeah, anyway. Uh, our episode for today is going to be Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, I, I was the only one that played it, so I will cover the vast majority of the content of the main segment for this episode. So um, I think you guys have some questions about the game that you can ask me when the time comes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time with it, so I feel confident in my my ability to talk about it. So That's a good uh, sign. Do, yeah. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? I played a little bit of the RimWorld Early Access. Ooh. can talk about that. Okay. Will, anything? I thought about playing Everybody's Golf. Okay. Didn't quite get the chance, though, huh? It didn't quite pull the trigger on actually playing. Maybe later, mm-hmm. after we record. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle it's a strategy RPG of sorts. It's developed by Ubisoft Paris and Ubisoft Milan and published by Ubisoft. It's obviously a joint venture between Nintendo and Ubisoft. Um, so for the story, the worlds of the Rabbids and Mario intersect due to a bizarre technological malfunction. I didn't really understand what was going on with the story. I still kind of don't. Uh, it's kind of background to what's going on in the game anyway. So, uh, But it throws Mushroom Kingdom into disarray. And you play with a team of three heroes uh, out of eight and try to, you know, usually, like usual, rescue the, rescue the not rescue the princess, but save, save Mushroom Kingdom. But not from Bowser this time. From crazy rabbits. Smithy. Not Smithy, although I do get a lot of I get a lot of Mario RPG vibe from this game. Um, so yeah, your your characters that you could choose from are Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi, and then the rabid versions of Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Yoshi. Um, each character has a primary and secondary weapon, uh, as well as special abilities, which seem to be uh, support and attack, or support and um, yeah, support and attack. Uh, special abilities so for example um uh, mario has a mega man like hand cannon uh, as his primary weapon his secondary weapon is a is a hammer that does kind of area effect damage uh he had one of his attack special ability is or offensive special ability is called hero stare that's similar to overwatch in xcom so uh you turn that on and then when someone moves within mario's line of sight he fires at him um and then he has a weapon damage power up. Uh, for Luigi, Luigi has a sniper rifle as his primary weapon. It's not exactly a sniper rifle, but it's a sniper rifle for all intents and purposes. He has a homing drone too as his secondary weapon, which 
when you uh, pick pick a target, it goes out towards them. Uh, it only moves it moves fairly slowly, so it won't always hit them in one turn, but it will chase them down unless it's destroyed or it actually hits its target. Um, his special ability is Steely Stare, which is similar to Mario's uh, Hero Stare. Uh, and then he has movement range up as his support ability. And then Peach has a shotgun for her primary weapon, uh, a rubber ducky grenade as her secondary weapon, which does area of effect damage. Um, and then she has her own version of the Overwatch. If I think it's called Royal Stare or Regal Stare, maybe. Uh, and then she has a defense up support ability. So, Is Overwatch... Uh, it's been a while since I played XCOM, but is Overwatch that ability that allows you to like defend until an opponent moves within your line of sight and then you shoot at them. Yeah. On, on their yeah, turn. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, uh, until their turn. Just if, mm. if you set it up and one, for whatever reason, one of the enemies attacks, even if it's during your turn, you'll still fire on them, oh, nice. which I actually started using that to my advantage. Um, more recently as the battles got more difficult. So, uh, the one thing I didn't quite understand about the game before I bought it, I kind of had a rough idea of what the battles and all that stuff were like was the overmap. Uh, I didn't really, didn't really understand how the overmap worked, but the party follows a hovering drone named Beepo, who is, he's the one that's trying to like fix everything. Um, so your three guys will follow, you control Beepo on the, on the game map, game world and, and your characters follow, um, there are some puzzles to solve. Uh, Beepo can interact with the environment a little bit. He can push blocks or lift statues to interact with the environment and open up secret passages. Um, he also gets upgraded uh, as you go along in the game. So um, there's stuff even in the first world that uh, you probably need to wait till closer to the end of the game till you have his all of his, his ability is unlocked to to open stuff or break blocks or melt ice or whatever whatever the the thing may be. And that leads you new new pathways to secrets and collectibles. Uh, the battlefields are sectioned off by rabid Jolly Rogers, so you can usually tell when you're going into a battle. Um, you can kind of prepare yourself, even though you don't know what you're going to face in the battle. Like if you have characters that don't have full health, then you can swap them out for, for different characters. Uh, there is a couple battles that I've come across where you're not prepared, like uh, especially like mini-boss battles um, will just happen out of, ha- happen at random. Uh, sometimes you're healed before them, other times not. Um, yeah, your characters can't don't heal uh, between battles, but they will heal like ap- after a chapter. Hmm. So it's some, something else to keep in mind if you have a character that really got pounded and you can't heal them right away on uh, the next battle, you can swap them out before before it starts. It's not like uh, XCOM in that you can wait a few few battles and they'll slowly recover. Now they'll eventually like it. I think it's after you finish the chapter they'll they'll all heal up back to gotcha. full health. So, um, so you enter a battle. Uh, it first tells you your your objective. So uh, the ones I've come across so far eliminate all enemies, reach the target, and then escort. Standard standard affair. If you played an XCOM game, you know how all those things work. Uh, so your team goes first. You can use an attack uh, movement. And, and a special ability all in the same turn, if you so choose, uh, one per character per turn, in any order, too. So you could do a special attack, an attack, and then a move, or a move, and then special attack, and then attack, however you want to do it. 
it's up to you, um, which is also kind of nice. You know, you're not limited to movement, moving, moving and then attacking. And then if you attack, you just can't move at all. It's uh, helpful, I think, in this game. Uh, cover. So there's no cover, half cover and full cover. So no cover has a zero percent or I'm sorry. No cover has a 100% hit chance, so you'll get hit every time. Half cover is a 50% hit chance, and then full cover is a 0% hit chance. There's not any of that uh, mm-hmm. RNG bullcrap like in uh, in um, XCOM. I like where that. You have like a, yeah. you have 95% like open clear shot, and you're point blank, and you miss. Um, and the success of the battle depends on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and you miss that 95% shot. So yeah, it works pretty well. It does seem to be roughly 50-50 for half cover. Um, but it, it it allows you to execute your plans a little more uh, easily. You know, mm-hmm. you come up with a good strategy, like, oh, this is going to work. Uh, but, you know, your entire strategy, like Corey just said, hinges on this one attack happening and everything, all the your other dominoes have to fall into place after that happens. You don't need to worry about that in that game, so in this game, so... Uh, that's very nice. Oh, also when you're flanked, it's the same as having no cover. So even if you're standing in full cover and someone's behind you, it's like no cover. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Uh, bricks can be destroyed by two shots or an explosion. Um, there's various other things you can take cover behind, but the bricks like in Mario games will be destroyed. Um, so that's kind of cool to blow up cover. Uh, you get a damage bonus for height advantage. Uh, there's a dash attack when you're moving too. So if you're, if you're running and you, if you run like through an enemy, it'll do what's called a dash attack, uh, which is like a slide tackle that you hit, hit the, hit the enemy on your, on your way somewhere. You can do a team jump, which is when you springboard off of one of your allies to extend your, your range or to, you know, push yourself over barriers or up on top of ledges and stuff to get a better view. And then Mario has an ability where he can jump on the heads of other other things for for pretty good damage. I spent a lot of my upgrade points upgrading Mario's jump power, so it does a hundred like a hundred damage per per jump. Now I think it goes up to one hundred and fifty, which is pretty significant. Uh, and then there's pipes in the in the battlefield that if you go in, they'll take you to random places in the battlefield that. A lot of times you can't tell like where the where the exit, so you have to actually go in it to tell where it, where it comes up. Uh, so that kind of changes things pretty significantly, um, especially if you have really mobile characters. You can get behind the enemy defenses really easily, and vice versa. They can get behind you really easily if you're not careful. Uh, adds another strategic layer to the game. But at least you know they're there, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you know you're you know they're there. You know something could come out of it that you had not you know you didn't know what to expect. So. Yes, you do know that they're there. Uh, so there's a lot of variety to the battlefields, um, from big open squares with very little cover to long, windy labyrinth maps, which makes it so you have to utilize your your squad properly. Um, you know, your your shotgun, your Peach and uh, Mario Rabbit with your with their shotguns aren't very effective in big open maps. Um, you know, because they have to get close in for the fighting. So a lot of times you don't use those those characters. Um, there doesn't seem to be a one squad fits all type of thing like you would kind of get in get into a groove with in in XCOM. Uh, you kind of have to rotate your rotate your guys around based on what you're facing. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um, I actually you uh, 
I've had a couple battles where I had to swap out my my squad mates. I'll usually take a few attempts at a battle, and if I'm not having any success, um, I'll I'll you. It's easy to restart. Like when you're in the battle, you just press pause, restart it right from there, and it'll take you right outside where you entered the battle. So like if you need to change change up your guys, it's it's pretty easy to do. There's also an easy mode. I don't really know what that does. I've never tried it. I don't want to do things on easy. That's, that's for, for pansies. It's for pansies. Yep. Uh, and then after the battle, you're given a report card of your of, of sorts, I guess. Uh, you get a good rating if all your squad survived and they survived and completed the objective under the turn limit. Uh, and that only matters because after the chapter ends, you're given coins and upgrade orbs, uh, skill tree orbs, based on the performance in your battle. So um, you get a gold trophy if you're at a certain threshold or silver trophy or bronze trophy, which will determine your coins and your skill orbs that you get. Uh, there's four worlds in the game. Each one has a min, uh, mid mini boss and a boss at the end. Boss battles have been, been pretty good so far. Uh, skill tree. So you spend skill orbs to upgrade your abilities. Um, you can lower cooldowns that sort of thing uh you can increase the a lot of them have the same the same one so it's just based on what what you want your build to be i don't know if there's enough in the game to upgrade everything all the way i haven't gotten that far yet but you can increase dash damage that's one that they all have uh rain uh, raising your health that's one they all have raising your movement range which is also helpful that's something everyone has so um and then they all obviously have their own upgrades to their own abilities weapons so you buy weapons that you get uh you buy weapons with coins you get from battles uh, that you can find on the map in addition to winning them from battles you can also uh occasionally you'll get what's called a golden shot in the in the game and that that like usually it's when you kill an enemy but not always um and they'll like burst into coins and you can pick up those coins with uh with uh beepo your little robot just by moving over them which is kind of nice uh new weapons are unlocked by progression in the story but some of them some of the more powerful ones are found in the game Uh, by solving puzzles or unlocking secrets you can find some pretty good weapons and then most have side effects with percentage to proc so there's honey which makes it so you can't move uh sticks them right into place there's push which pushes them uh into terrain off off of map edges into other enemies which does extra damage bounce which bounces them around into other enemies uh off the map which does a bonus fire which causes them a little bit of damage but also run from from out of their cover uh they can also set other enemies on fire so if they bump into other enemies they'll set them on fire but if they bump into your guys they set them on fire too uh there's freeze which makes it so you can't use a special ability. Ink, which makes it so you can't use your normal weapon. And then there's like a drain, too, for draining health. Um, and then there's boxes littered throughout the battlefield that have those same effects in them, that if you shoot them, uh, they'll explode with the, with the effect that's listed on the thing. Uh, and then there's the Peach's Castle area, which is kind of the main area. There's a museum there where you can view your collectibles. You can buy weapons there. Uh, you can try the challenges that are there, which I haven't unlocked any yet. Uh, and then you can revisit old battles if you want to do better on them. I've had a few where I've gotten silver or bronze. 
uh, ratings from from the battle. So at some point, I will go back and revisit those. And you know, obviously, after you've done it, you have have a better idea of what to expect, so you can uh, hopefully be more successful. So that's the rundown of the mechanics. Do you guys have any questions? Oh, do I? All right, let's hear it. Um, my. I've heard a lot of good things about the game. I think yeah. right now it has a 85 on open critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably after hearing about it, what did we get the, the full rundown of what this game was at E3? Was that when we heard yeah. about it? Yeah. Yep. After, after hearing that is when I started to really get excited for it. And it's the main reason why I'm disappointed. I resold my Nintendo switch mm-hmm. uh, because I really want to play this. And I, in watching the video um, on YouTube that you can see if you're on our live stream right now, it does remind me a lot of Mario RPG and mm-hmm. the last probably 10 minutes of what I've been watching is just exploration. Yeah. Uh, so let's start there. How much of how much like what percentage of the game is is playing a Mario platformer and exploring and doing those kind of things versus like the combat, which is yeah. probably the only form of interaction in a game like XCOM. Yeah, with the game world. Yep. There's no there's no actual platforming. It's all just running around. There's no jumping or anything. You just uh, there is secrets to unlock. Like I said, there's the puzzles that you need to solve, like by pushing blocks and opening this thing and then coming back and opening another thing. And, you know, that that sort of puzzle stuff. None of it's very hard, but it's it's enough to make you like stop and think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that that's probably I would say 25 percent of the game is that. Um but they give you stuff to do during it. Like, like I said, collecting coins is a good, is a good thing to do because you need, I'm always out of money. So any little bit helps. Well, you know, even if it's 10 coins or 15 coins, uh, yeah. but there's also a ton of collectibles, which are not just collectibles, but a lot of them are, as I said, upgradable weapons, um, to significantly increase your, your weapon power. So it's not all just like pieces of artwork or, sound you know soundtracks it's it's actual useful things you can find by by completing challenges or they have the red coin ring where you have to go go through the red red circle and it, the eight red coins pop up in various places around you and and finding those uh within the time frame that sort of stuff is is what you can expect from the the over map it does look a lot like mario rpg it does <laughs> it absolutely it. does That's- same, yeah, I've noticed it's, that too. It's Mario RPG. If you could rotate the camera, although there's no jumping, I think, I think uh, maybe if they do Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle too, they'll make it like with a little bit of platforming, like that, like in Mario RPG that had very light platforming, but it was definitely there, you know. Mm-hmm. So does this does this scratch the Mario RPG itch for you? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's I, that's actually in my pros. It's a, the most Mario RPG since my rpg that's uh that's Cause high I know praise they, yeah i know they tried to do uh, they tried to do uh paper mario as as the my rpg successor and i just never thought it never felt the same you know it just felt like a different series of mario where the this is obviously it's different it's it's most like XCOM if you had to pick a game that it was most similar to but um it does feel more like an a mario rpg than than uh paper mario does it have any, uh, speaking of XCOM, does it have any of the XCOM, what I call, like, the XCOM fuck yous? Like, that's their gameplay strategy. So the, the main reason <laughs> I didn't like XCOM 2 was because 
the what made it the difficulty was derived from the fact that the enemies could do crazy unexpected things that were really hard to prepare for <laughs> um there's a little tiny bit of that i wouldn't say it's nearly as severe the only thing i can think of is some of the boss fights when they change like uh change stages like for going from the first to the second form or first to second stage or whatever uh it, it changes and if you're not prepared or careful or out of place with your characters uh that can it can wipe out your party you know uh um but it's it's not the type of thing where if you go in it not knowing about that you can't beat it like i i think of that one battle in um valkyria chronicles where if you don't know exactly what's going to happen the the mid battle shift there's no way you're going to beat it just going into it you know Mm -hmm. I, i i never got that feeling in in this game um, it was mostly my stupid mistakes that cost me my my live my characters' lives in battle. So, so what's the fail state like? Like if all your characters die, I've actually never had that happen. It oh. pro- you probably would just have to restart. I, I've gotten down to like one character with low health, and I just restarted because it's it's easy. Like I said, you just go into the menu, you hit restart, it pl- plunks you down right outside where you started, and you just go back to it. It's not like you even have to reload a save or anything. It's just they made it easy to do that, and you're not losing like. 45 minutes worth of battle right no they i would say probably the most i've taken on one is maybe 20 minutes Mm -hmm. uh they they move along pretty quickly and and those are ones where like i might have been super careful uh that that that's why they took so long so yeah uh one thing you talked about that really stood out for me was how they do the cover system the the 100 percent 50 percent zero percent i think that's just that's ideal you know yeah it really is. It is. Because uh, once again, uh, you mentioned it earlier, but the, the you know, having your whole battle strategy rest on this one hit or, or you're screwed, you know. And and like I said, it's, if it's 95 percent point blank and you miss, like there's literally no reason for that. It's just that's, it's just an F you. Yeah. So uh, that's, not that's, that's not there. <laughs> yeah. No, because you try to get your high percentage shots, but, you know, if you get the 50 percent, it's it's a coin toss, you know, and you realize that when you're taking that shot that it's a coin right. toss and you're not mad when it misses because, yeah, you know, you, it's a coin you toss. right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, are there are there things um, outside of the cover system that can influence like chance to hit? Uh, no, 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 I don't think so. So literally all you'll see is zero percent, 100 percent, 50 percent. Mm hmm. Like and you'll that. you'll see that like even when you're going to move the character that you're you're aiming at will say the percentage because you 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 aim with the left stick. So you left or right on the left stick will change where you're uh, who you're aiming at. So mm-hmm. um, if you put it on an enemy and then want to do your movement, it'll it'll stay on that character. And based on where you have the the beepo where you want to go, it'll say, OK, from here it'll be zero percent from here. It'll be 50 percent. From here, it'll be 100%, you know? Like that. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to play this even more. It's good. It's Will, do you have any any questions before I get into uh, some of the reviews that I read? I don't have any questions. Well, one, and I'm sorry if you covered it, but is there permadeath? No. No, <laughs> no permadeath. That's a good question. I figured maybe with some of the rabbits. I don't think so. I mean, there's only you only have eight party members. Okay. And it's, it's Mario luigi peach and yoshi and then the rabid versions of mario peach luigi and yoshi so okay i uh 
I really hope this game sells well. I, I yeah. hope, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if you've seen any numbers, Dan, but. No. I think I, that's I, I important. Was it number one or two in the UK over good. the past week? And it, well, I guess UK is not a good Nintendo market either. So, oh, even that is better. Thing. So, uh, Will, you might have just nailed uh, DLC plans if the game did sell well <laughs> enough. There we go. Iron Man mode or whatever they call it in, in XCOM. Wonder yeah, how I mean, do it. I think my my biggest, uh, I don't know if it's even a complaint, but probably dislike about it is I don't know what the replayability is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine like just wanting to go back and replay it when I'm done with it unless they have like a new game plus mode or uh, an expanded difficulty mode. Um, there really, w- I don't think would be a reason to replay it. Are there, um, are, is there an unlimited number of recruitable rabbits? No. Okay. So it's just nope, a you have very your, you finite have, party. Yep. You have your eight characters. Gotcha. Uh, but the but the benefit of that is how, the balance. Um, uh-huh. That they, they all have their own uh, things that they're strong at and things that they can help you do in a battle. It's it's very well balanced. It makes me think of like Smash Brothers. You know. Yeah. I know that 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 obviously has its you know top characters that you would see in in tournaments and stuff. But if you're just playing with friends, for the most part, anyone's can be effective, and that's that's how I feel about all the all the characters in Mario and Rabbids. Which it would be interesting to see Rabbid the rabid characters in, in smash brothers now. Oh, that'll happen. That has to happen. I think the inklings need to be in it too. I'm surprised Wait. neither of those have happened yet. What are those inklings? Inklings from Splatoon. Oh, from Splatoon. Oh yeah. That definitely, that'll definitely happen. Uh, all right. So I took two extremes. Uh, I went to my favorite game review site, which is OpenCritic.com. They should pay us, but they don't. Uh, and pulled out the most positive review based on score and the most negative review based on score. So where do you want to start, Dan? Positive or negative? Let's start negative because we haven't gotten gotten to too many cons, I guess, okay. from, from this game. So this review is from Josh Hinky uh, from a site I had never heard of before, but it's called New Game Network. And he scored Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle a 71 out of 100, which uh, was the most negative score on the on all of Open Critic. So, uh, and this worst yes. Score. So this was his. Uh, I pulled out three quotes of his. Uh, the first one reads: "The Rabbids breathe life into the Mushroom Kingdom," and it's, I'm reading this is actually a positive. Uh, I stand corrected. This is actually a positive because in reading his review, I realized he had very few negative things to say. A whole lot of positive things, but yet somehow still scored a 71 out of 100. But uh, he said uh, one of his positives were the rabbits breathe life into the Mushroom Kingdom. I doubt anyone would argue that Mario's world isn't charming, but Nintendo's vanilla cutesy comedy has its limits and the rabbits are here to stretch them. The tone is still family friendly, but the rabbits have some wacky sensibilities and slapstick gags to shake things up. Yeah, no, definitely. They remind me a lot of uh, Minions. Actually, if you've seen the Minions movie or Despicable Me, uh-huh. it's it's that sort of thing. And yeah, so there is some more like adult things that kids wouldn't understand that adults do, and then they do a lot of a lot more like pop culture references too, um, than you know your your standard Mario characters. But yet, it all still flows together. It fits, really well, yeah. Right? It's yeah. Not... I mean, the whole game is about a collision between these two worlds, you know. Right. So. But it it doesn't feel out of place because the game is about the collision of those two worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, now for some negatives. Uh, this is regarding character abilities, which you touched on a little bit, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh writes, it's here in the core of the combat design that Kingdom Battle has some big flaws because these special abilities aren't a lot of fun. In fact, some of them feel totally uninspired. Half of the characters share similar abilities, making the differences between them smaller, and certain shield abilities didn't prove all that useful. By the end of the game, I was ignoring the majority of the party, hardly using certain characters like Luigi and Rabbit Mario, and had forgotten entire parts of the skill tree. Agree or disagree? I don't I don't know if I like he's right there are there are a lot of similar abilities like I talked about uh Mario and Luigi and Peach all having the same like Overwatch type mm-hmm. of ability but at the same time they're all different weapons so you know the effectiveness is different because Mario has the mid-range weapon the hand cannon Luigi's a sniper uh and Peach is shotgun which you know obviously doesn't have range but spread uh i actually one of my one of my positives is lots of opportunities for interesting combos Mm -hmm. uh with with the combat things and and that's that's what i found is is the most fun for me is yeah there's especially there's one type of enemy that's that's a handful to deal with it's a big enemy and they they lumber around carrying like a big chunk of ice or a coffin or uh and they slam you with it but when you like when you shoot them they'll charge at you and if they're close enough to you they'll they'll squish you like even though you just attack them and it's not their turn to attack Mm -hmm. they'll you know bull rush you or whatever uh so one of the one of the things i i started doing is using especially mario um i would you know have him do the jump on the head for 100 damage run to a corner i would set up his uh his overwatch then i'd shoot the guy you know, and he would start coming towards me and then it would immediately trigger the overwatch and it shoot him again and whittle his health down to almost nothing. So one of my other characters could just finish him off if he, if he wasn't dead already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I found a lot of interesting ways to combine abilities. So that's not an issue for me. I see his complaint. They are a lot of similar abilities, but uh, not an issue. Do, because the abilities are similar. Um, and I know you said the weapons are different, but does that sort of pigeonhole you into just using one of you know, if, if Mario, Peach, and Luigi all have the same ability, or similar ability, does that pigeonhole mm-hmm. you into just using one of them in a battle and not including the others, or do you think... No, because Pe- I mean, Peach is not good for big open battles, because uh, she moves okay, but, you know, Luigi has the, the sniper rifle, so he can hit targets at a, at a distance, whereas Peach has to be really close to whoever she's fighting. There's also a lot of enemies that move very quickly around the battlefield, so you can't get close to them. Mm-hmm. There's ones that can teleport pretty much anywhere in the entire battlefield, right. uh, and they're the, they're the sniper kind, so they will pick you apart if you can't get close to them. Um, so, you know, Peach is obviously not a good character to have in, in that situation, whereas Luigi would be. And then, like I said, there's some that are, are a lot closer together, a lot more confined, where uh, Luigi, who has low health, is not going to help you at all. Uh, Mario has to be in your party, uh, at least to in the extent of the game that I've played so far. Mario has to be in your party. Um, so it's it's pretty much picking two other characters. Gotcha. Uh, one more from Josh. Uh, this is regarding navigation outside of combat. Uh, he mm-hmm. says, moving around outside of combat on the 3D map feels weightless and it's hard to direct the party. It makes it even worse that the game will occasionally wrestle the camera away from you. I, have, uh, I haven't I have had any camera issues that I can think of. Oh, yeah, wrestle. Okay, he, he means it, it'll lock the camera occasionally, which mm-hmm. it does. It, it feels like uh, Super Mario 3D World. Where okay. it'll fix the camera on one on one angle, um, it does that sometimes. Yeah, um, 
it wasn't wasn't a complaint for me. Uh, wow. There is now there is uh, one type of like mini game that you have to do where you have to collect blue coins, mm-hmm. uh, and those can be a little bit difficult because you, you I always am running past them, and it's it's the weird the way the angle is. It's kind of weird to to figure out like where exactly you're going, and it's it's timed, so you have like twenty seconds to collect all these different blue coins. Uh, a lot of times you have to solve a puzzle during that that sequence. Um, and, and a lot of times it's it's tricky only because you miss the coins because it's a little bit hard to see. Gotcha. So he t- I um I'm I don't didn't pull out a quote, but in recalling it too, he complained a little bit about movement and combat and that uh, it was a little finicky and if you messed it up it could really screw you up. Yeah, I could see that. I only had one time where I moved on accident. Okay. Um, I was moving, you know, moving the cursor around to figure out where exactly I wanted to go, and I accidentally hit the, you know, OK button. I, I might have been A. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I moved moved my guy, and it got him killed. <laughs> Oops. But that was my fault. I, I don't feel like it's fussy. Yeah. I think I just accidentally hit the A button because I'm stupid. Okay, uh, let's move on to Steve Farrelly's review from OsGamers.com. I assume the Os is short for Australian. Uh, yeah. who who scored the game 9.8 out of 10 no perfect scores um i mean there were some five out of fives but i don't yep. i don't know i consider a 10 out of 10 or 100 out of 100 uh, a more perfect score than a five out of five but yeah definitely um first one up is his only negative he Ooh. writes there's no game world map that's the extent to which I can complain about Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. There's no game world map. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> like like giant map with the entire game world? Yeah. Yeah, he's right about that. There There's no... Did, did you even consider that, or was that not something you even... It, it crossed my mind only because like a lot of the pathways are really windy, and I'm like, where like where am I going exactly? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it, it would never, never more than just crossing my mind. Okay, um, uh, his next one. Well, the XCOM comparisons are welcome. The tactical layering within Mario Rabbids is tenfold to that series, which is saying quite a lot. Would you go to the extent of saying that the tactical layering within Mario Rabbids is ten times that in XCOM? Uh, It's tough because a lot of the the difficulty in XCOM comes from missed opportunities you uh-huh. know like missed shots and stuff um and, and forcing your hand too uh is another thing that happens a lot in xcom where, you know the the battles where you have to save uh eight people before you know and it kind of forces your party into um you know advancing faster than you want to right so i, I you could make an argument for mario being more tactical um uh-huh. and it, it's definitely easier to execute on your plans in Mario than it is XCOM. You can make, you can make an argument. I don't necessarily agree. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I haven't played Mario Rabbids, but just based on what you've said and and what I understand of the game so far, it kind of sounds like XCOM might have more options in terms of, I think it does have more options in terms of, combinations of character yeah, and abilities yeah. and all that stuff but that means nothing and this is one of the complaints i had about the game that, that that means nothing if you're like how can i phrase it if you're like forced into doing something else you know what i mean yeah, yeah. whereas it sounds like in mario you can come up with your strategy you can execute on it and it generally works mm-hmm. um if you have some 
some understanding of the of the tactics in the game and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. I don't know, I just felt like in XCOM, I could have all these great ideas for characters, but like only it, it a came down to them, luck. Yeah, it came down in to a luck. lot of cases, and and I found myself choosing the option where the percentage chance was better than what I found to be more fun or interesting in building yeah. a character. You know. Yep. Um. Okay, so one more from from Steve Farrelly. Uh, Ubisoft's Mushroom Kingdom design might actually be the best we've ever seen. And running on their Snowdrop game engine, which is the same tech running the Division, it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two things I wanted to pull out of there. I didn't know that this was running on the same engine as the Division, but that's pretty I wish, cool. I wish I had mentioned that because it, it says it right on the back of the box that it's running on Snowdrop and Havoc, too. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Which is crazy. That That's is awesome. Crazy. Against wow. Rock and Havoc. Uh, but yeah, his, his main point there, uh, Ubisoft's Mushroom Kingdom design might actually be the best we've ever seen. What do you think, Dan? It looks great. It absolutely looks great. It's, you know, it's the cartoony look, but it's it like it's lush and full and uh, there's lots to look at in the backgrounds of, of everywhere. You know, you don't, you're not yeah. just looking into a plain distance. There's uh, it, it's funny, too, because one of the things you'll come across when you're just wandering the 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 world is rabbits doing weird things. Um, so yeah, you'll be walking around along and you'll have the, the button prompt to see what, what ra- random rabbits are doing. And, and, and that's f- the world's filled with that sort of stuff. So, so yay or nay greatest yeah. mushroom kingdom ever or not. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a tough call, but it's, it's up there. Definitely. I mean, I would probably put like something like Mario 64 up there only because of the change from 2D to 3D. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like that doesn't compare now to now what's, you know, what they're capable of doing now. So, right. Kind of apples to oranges, I guess. Sure. I guess right. technically he is right. It is the best looking Mario Kingdom because of the technology that's there, you know. Uh, I think best looking, though, is different than design, best designed, right? Because there's a yeah. difference between appearance and like functionality, not not functionality. That's not the right word. Appearance and like level design. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's semantics. Th- at least as far as the maps go, they're all designed very well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the outdoor areas they're they they're there. They you know they're serviceable. Oh, that's interesting. One more- puzzles. One more question I had, uh, and that's it for my review comments. Mm-hmm. But one more question I had is uh, about the combat levels um mm-hmm. one of the issues i had with oh what was that game massive chalice was it massive chalice banner saga and i guess massive chalice to, to a certain extent uh even though that was was better but that there wasn't very much much variation in the combat levels mm-hmm. you know not a lot of obstacles uh, things you can interact with on the in the levels is that different in mario or is it just oh, pretty much different. a flat grid no, it's it's way different. Like I said, a um, lot of variety. Like I talked about the the bit, you know, there's some big open ones with only a little bit of cover, and then there's some labyrinthine. Oh, that's right. Okay. Labyrinthine ones that are you know a lot lot of cover dotted and and long and skinny. Or there's ones that like snake around. So when you're uh, you know you you can if you have someone that can aim a distance, you can shoot the guys on the other side while you're you know while your party's advancing you can have luigi cover your your rear end from from the other side of the snake so to speak okay yeah how many hours have you played do you think probably i would say 15 to 18 oh good and from what i gather it's uh 20 plus 
if you want to do all the story stuff and then get a lot of the collectibles. So 20 plus, which is a, it's a decent amount of, of time. Yeah, I expect I expected probably 10 hours. So that's that's a lot more than I expected. Does uh does time slip away when you play it? Like, yeah, Empire. Yep. I was just going to say I there was two nights this past week where I was up until probably almost three playing it in bed uh, and nice. uh, and not falling asleep and dropping my switch on my face. I was awake <laughs> the entire time and focused, you know, how you're reading your phone or if you're reading a tablet at night and you drop it on your face while well, I didn't oh, yeah. drop my switch. I know exactly what you're talking about, Dan. You're talking to <laughs> nightly. I drop my phone on my face. Yep. Uh, last question. Yep. For me. Mm-hmm. Will we will we be talking about this game at all when we're doing our thummies episode? Oh, it'll de- yeah, it'll definitely be up for some thummies game okay. of the year. I won't say which ones, but it'll be it'll be on the list <laughs> for for some games for for some categories. All right, that's it for me. I will. I don't yeah. know if you have anything. I got nothing. Uh, I'll run through my other. I kind of co- I covered most of my my likes. Um, surprising depth and challenge. Um, make a stupid mistake and pay. I put for for pros. Um, I was definitely pleasantly surprised by how how difficult the game can get. Uh, I figured you know a Mario strategy game. It's going to be a walk in the park, but there's there's definitely some thinking involved. Uh, but it's not so difficult that you don't want to throw your switch out the window. You know, mm-hmm. it's just right. Uh, oh, and another thing uh, I wanted to bring up is my wife, uh, on several occasions, complimented the soundtrack of the game. Oh. The soundtrack is excellent. I actually listened. I had the soundtrack playing when I was making dinner earlier today, and it's it's really really good. It's a, like a full orchestra soundtrack. So good. And the song when you're wandering around Peach's Kingdom is the same song as when you go in the castle in Mario 64. Oh, really? Brings you back. I like that. Brings you back. Uh, and then, like I said, my my dislike is is that I'm not sure how much replayability the game's going to have. I'm hoping for like a new game plus mode, but I'm not sure. Maybe that's something they'll add later. I haven't seen what... I know there's going to be DLC for the game. I haven't looked into what it's going to be. I should actually do that, or if you want to do that, Corey. Um, but yeah, uh, my ultimate thoughts, surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Uh, most Mario RPG-like game since Mario RPG. Just did a quick Google search for DLC. Huh? I don't see anything listed. I swear they had... They were going to do... I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of something Oh, else. wait, here you go. Uh, includes three pieces... Mm-hmm. Include the following three pieces of downloadable content with a staggered release. Uh, this is according to VG247. Eight unique steampunk weapons oh, will be available at the launch of the game. I already, I think I already got those. Or no, no, I didn't. I got it. It comes with a pixel pack, which is pixel weapons um, that you get for free, I guess. Okay, here we go. This autumn, players will be able to test their skills with new solo challenges or with a friend through additional co-op maps. Um, did did you play any multiplayer? No. Okay. Have not. Uh, I went over to to play, um, because I guess you can do co op. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a friend's house, but he had just started the game, and I guess you have to get to a certain point before you oh. can. Yeah, I could see that. 
so we didn't end up playing it. But um, oh, and the last one, uh, 2018 players will be able to play through brand new story content. So hmm. that'll that would be worth it to me. Yeah. Does it have a cost? Is it 30 bucks or 20 bucks? Or? 20 bucks for the season pass. Oh, that's which not Which includes bad. all three of those items. So bad. Okay. That's all I've got. Very happy with it. It was a good purchase. So. I'm jealous. Yeah. I wanted to have it beaten, but didn't what's, quite. It's, I probably would. It, it's like 20 plus hours. I probably would have had it beaten, but uh, I played a lot of near Automata last night. So nice. That's what held me up. Do I get to borrow this game, Dan, when you beat it? Yeah, sure. Yes. All right. All right. Nibble bits. Corey. Oh, shoot. Um, I just had one. And the new Windows 10 game mode will use the game mode period. Mm-hmm. Uh, uses the full processing power of your PC like an Xbox. I get a chance to paraphrase like I usually do. Um, I, I think this was teased early on when they first announced Windows 10. Uh, and they <laughs> yeah. said it would take a while to come to fruition, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Let's see a date in here. Fall Creators update. We've updated game mode which allows your games to use the full processing power of your device as if it was an Xbox game console. Mm-hmm. So it'll be curious to see what that, uh, what that looks like in yeah. practice. You know, um, it sounds good on paper, but how much, how much more processing power will we actually get? Yeah. I, it, I hope digital foundry does like analysis on it. Cause their, their analysis is always really good on this sort of thing. Uh, there is programs that do something similar, but uh, I think of all the ones that can figure out what you can turn off and still run your computer, I think probably Microsoft would know best. Yeah. So I think theirs will probably end up being the best one because they can turn off the stuff you absolutely positively do not need running. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll be happy to give it a shot when it when it comes around. Uh, and according to this PCGamesN.com article, uh, they're unsure if that will be all games on PC or just your Windows Store games. Mm-hmm. So another Windows Store caveat there. Yeah. Oh, we did find, uh, I don't know, I think you found out, Corey, that Cuphead is not actually locked to the Windows Store. It is coming to Steam. So. Well, I didn't find that out, so. I thought I you, know. no, maybe I found it out. I thought you added it to your wish list and then I added it afterwards. It wasn't me. Or maybe I did without realizing what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cuphead will be on Steam, so Oh nice. For those for those interested. Okay. Will any nibble bits? I've got two, Dan. Let's hear it. Uh my first one is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds hits ten million in sales. And oh also an Xbox One port is coming in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The team that made that must have just made so much money off of it. I think it's one guy, isn't it? Is it one guy? I think so. Good for him. But, uh, you know what? Like, this is a perfect console game, too. I was uh, kind of surprised to see that it wasn't coming to any consoles until recently. I figured that this would be a big console game, too. Well, I think it's probably because of the small... De- you know, if it's one guy making the game, it's probably why, you know. he's pro- And he's probably even outsourcing it to someone else to do it, to do the port. Yeah, designer Brendan Green. Yeah. 
uh, developer Blue Hole Studio. Okay. So, good for that guy. I yeah, like seeing definitely. these success stories. It's the same thing with Stardew Valley. Um, I was just, I just, when you said that, I looked up Stardew Valley's uh, <laughs> sales numbers. Uh, as of January, their revenue was, Stardew Valley's revenue was over $24 million. Wow. <laughs> That's like Undertale, so, too. Undertale was made by one person. I mean, I know some of that money is going to go to Chucklefish. Sure. Because they published it. I don't know how much, but holy crap. Yeah. That guy doesn't have to do anything ever again. Literally can do nothing. Maybe that's Which why is... it's taking so long for multiplayer to come out. <laughs> that's exactly what would happen to me. I'd be like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I wouldn't do it for like a month. Or just he pay probably... someone else to do it. He probably doesn't know what to do with himself. No. Think about like just getting all of that money for something you made. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. No. I mean, I don't know what his life was like before this game, but... I would be so confused if I didn't have to worry about money anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that's a nice feeling to not ever have to worry about money. I Boy. wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what that felt like. <laughs> I don't think any of us have any idea. It would probably, I mean, it would probably ruin my life to be honest, because so much of my makeup now is based on the fact that I need, to make, I need to make money <laughs> in life. Cause otherwise I would probably do nothing. Yeah. Which I think would, in the end, ruin us. You're right. Yeah. Just, just become a gluttonous slob that nobody <laughs> liked. Wouldn't have to be nice to anybody. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> um. I anyway, you. my next nibble bit is Star Wars Empire War gets a surprise new patch. That new patch is to redo or re-enable multiplayer. Nice. So. What is Empire I, at War? It's the Strategy. RTS. Oh, okay. This is a game that I played a lot of. I tried looking for it on Steam, but it's not there. Are you sure? Mm, yeah. I think I have it. Dan, oh boy. I'm pretty sure I have it. Star I'm checking right Wars now. Empire. Oh, what? Yeah, it is on like there. The gold edition or whatever? Uh, oh, you know what? I think I got... um. Uh, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth, I think, is the RTS. Uh, I think that's yep. the one I was thinking of. That's not yep. on there. That's okay. not on there. Correction. Surprisingly. It is on there. It should be on there. I don't know why it isn't. But those are my two uh, nibble bits. Okay. All right, I got a couple real quick here. Steam is making me take a survey, so I'm going to close oh, that out. Steam. I'll take it. Just now is not the time, Steam. <clears throat> All right, my first one, Steam World Dig, currently free on Origin. There's no reason not to just download Origin and, and claim a free game. I, I did it yesterday, actually. I thought I had had it on Steam, but I didn't, so now I have it. I'm sure, I think Corey has it, right? Which game? I think, Steam I think World he Dig. has it. I think I do. I don't know, I closed my Steam. I know I played it. I wonder, I might have played it on um, something else. Wasn't It was on Wii U, I think, and 3DS. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think I picked it up on a sale somewhere. I don't know. I'm looking on Steam right now. Mm-hmm. Take a minute, though, because it's downloading updates. Yeah, it's free until... I'm not sure when, actually. It doesn't say here, but it, they did it to, I guess, build up hype for SteamWorld Dig 2, which was given a launch date. The Nintendo Switch version is going to be available September 21st. Uh, the PS4 and PS4 
Vita, Vita version, Vita, Vita, Vita versions are coming to North America and Europe September 26th and 27th. I do have Steam World, Dick. Okay. I think I that's, I mean, in, in 2017, um, I think that's a great move to put that game out for free. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because if you haven't played it by now, you're probably not going to. You're not going to buy it. Right, especially. Um, I mean, unless you play the second one and really love it and want to go back and try the first one. But um, I don't know. I think it's just a great marketing move. Yeah, definitely. Anytime anytime those games pop up, I I get them because why not? Yeah. So... Um, and then my <clears throat> my last nibble bit is that L.A. Noir was announced for Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and then there's a VR edition coming. So that is coming to uh, current consoles. Uh, apparently, there's going to be Switch-specific adjustments like Joy-Con gyroscop- gyroscopic and motion controls as well as HD rumble, which is cool. I don't know how they're going to implement that. I know you played L.A. Noir, Corey. Yeah, for like an hour. I thought you played more, and I thought you liked it. I did not like it. Okay. It's a Rockstar game, so I'm sure Will wouldn't like it either. I can't stand Rockstar. Anything Rockstar at this point. What about their table tennis game? Do they have one? Yes. Maybe that's all right. I don't know. I feel like L.A. Noir is kind of is pretty cool. I've never played it, but... It's a cool concept, but in practice, I did not enjoy it. I feel like it's less open world, steal a car, run over people, get bored, and stop playing. Beat up hookers. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of conversation. <coughs> Excuse me. I like conversation. It was all about picking up on the face signals of people, but <laughs> I never had any success doing that. I don't know. Well, it's, it's hard, too. I mean, uh, the facial expressions. That game came out years ago. They probably weren't great to begin with, right? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that game got praised for that. Oh, really? When it came out. I, th- oh. I think that was one of the, like, talking points for, for the game. Mm. Were, were the facial animations, but I don't know. There are no I Mass Effect so. facial animations. No Mass way. Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did that one woman say? My, my face is like this because I'm really tired. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's it for my nibble bits. So, Will, how was your week? It's been good. I've just been doing a lot of schoolwork. Um, I'm trying this thing this semester where I do my work in a timely fashion instead of putting it off at the last second. Uh, How does that feel? It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much do homework every day, but for less time. Uh, And if I'm not doing anything, I'll just continue doing it. So I'm ahead. Uh, And it's kind of weird because I think once I get into the semester and like I'm ahead like i'll be able to actually like play video games nice it's a weird feeling that i'm not quite used to yet Mm -hmm. because you know like i'm always so far behind and i'm always trying to do catch up and like study at the last second do my homework at the last second that i just like panic and i never have free time yeah so like I i never knew what it was like to have your work done on time and i'm taking less classes too which helps so fewer (laughs) <laughs> that's it for my week it's a game of thrones joke will don't feel bad Ooh, game of thrones <laughs> now you gotta watch it was perfect will. it was perfect i, I couldn't was, let that go i was telling eric 
on our call while you guys were recording the Game of Thrones segment. I think I will never watch Game of Thrones. You should. I was just going to say, what's it going to take to get you to watch Game of Thrones? First of all, it has to finally be done. Why? I don't need me for that. It sucks having to wait. Yeah, I don't want to wait. Granted, I have like six seasons of content or whatever, but like... Part of the fun, though, is being part of the the zeitgeist. I don't like I don't like it. Mm. I want I want answers now. So instead, you can be smug to all the people that do like it. (laughs) Yeah. So now I'm going to be smug and hate on it until. Well, I think that was as long as you don't take the the route that the usual smug people do and that it's violent and over sexualized. And that's why you shouldn't like it. No, those people need to get over themselves. How about this? We 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 I I keep throwing out the idea, but we open that second channel for off-topic episodes. You watch an episode, me, you and Dan, and we chat about it. Get on the mics and hear what you have to say. I think that's great. That's great yeah. content right there. Somebody great. actually asked us about that recently too. I think so. I think you're right. I think that somebody asked the question: Wasn't Will supposed to watch Game of Thrones and then talk about it with you guys? Oh, was that my, was that my wife? Maybe could have been. She brings that up on occasion. That would be a lot of fun, Will. You, you've got my uh, HBO now until the end of this month. You won't be able to watch them all before the end of the month. Could get started. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. I like I said, if I do watch it, it's going to be when the show's done, which is next season, right? Yeah, after season. Yeah, eight. one more season. Be done. <clears throat> we don't okay. know when that's coming out, though. They're not going to milk it for another four more years. No. It's got an end, 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 end in sight. Well, but they're going to do spinoffs. Yeah, that's so. fine. That's different stories. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Is Tyrion still alive? I don't know. You'll have to find out. <laughs> uh, that, We're not going to spoil it for you, Will. Not even Tyrion? Not even Tyrion. Fine. I got nothing else, though. Okay. Corey, what do you got? Uh, not much. It, it was a quick week because of the holiday on Monday, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, had yeah. a had a nice, relaxing weekend. I sort of refused to do anything Friday and Saturday, mm. um, but Sunday we went up to Turin and and did the the cabin life for uh, one night. Is that someone's cabin that you know that you get to stay there for free, or do you have to pay for it every weekend? No, it's uh, my girlfriend's dad's. Oh, that would be awesome then. Yeah, it is really nice. I mean, we like it because it's off the beaten path. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of people. The dog yeah. can run. Fiona can run free outside, mm-hmm. um, which she absolutely adores. I think it's mm-hmm. her favorite place on the planet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's only 45 minutes away, so you know we're not traveling too much. Uh, it's just a convenient getaway. Nice, but didn't you, go you ahead. Do those off, uh, you do those often. <laughs> yeah, we've we've established that fact. See, I was under the impression you were just renting, like a cabin every time. I was like, that is a lot of money. But if you get to stay there for nothing, that's amazing. <clears throat> I mean, we did that a couple times this summer, but most of the yeah. time it's it's on uh, it's gratis. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't really done. My, it was nice to have the extra day off. Three day weekends, man. I swear by them. You, you end up going back to work with uh, with the, the the fire inside of you, you know. Ready yeah, a little, little spring in your step. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. But then you know what happens is that that becomes the the norm, and then everybody's like, "Oh man, I could really use a four day weekend." <laughs> and then yeah. before you know it, just nobody wants to work ever. Uh, but having... before before you know it, the <clears throat> government's gonna mandate a twenty eight hour work week. Yeah, exactly. I actually was reading something the other day about uh, your peak creative work time in a day is four hours. After that. It's just a steep <laughs> which is just wasted time. I yeah. can see that. I believe that, which I can definitely see because because things I have to work like think about when I'm working on them. Um, yeah, more than four hours, and my brain just turns into goo. I can do like the menial, yeah. repetitive, you know, thoughtless things all day. That doesn't really. But projects I have to think about. Um, yeah, yeah, four cre- hours is cre- definitely creative stuff. You need to you need to rest the brain for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I'm doing like work, like if I'm at work or if I'm going to be doing like eight hours of schoolwork, I do, I go through three phases. It's like my first burst of energy where I'm a lot of like really productive and doing a lot of work. Then I go through depression because I don't want to be doing what I'm doing and like yeah. I'm really mopey and then I text and slack and all that stuff. And then I go through acceptance where I'm like, well, I'm here. Might as well do something. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You just, you just described my, my work life and life. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh one thing i actually like about my job is there is so much i have to do so much for me to do uh that if i did wasn't like productive every day i would have to work overtime mm-hmm. Ooh, man that's probably a good thing yeah it is a good thing for me because i know how i am like i've had jobs where i could do nothing for a month and nobody would notice yeah. so what do i do for a month nothing you know uh and that's that's not right and i know that so it's nice to have a job where there's just a lot to do. Yeah. But yeah, not much else to report other than that. Um, oh, me and Sophie started rewatching Game of Thrones. I don't know if I talked about that last week. Yeah, briefly. How okay. far are you? I think we're on. Sophie, are you in there? Do you know what episode we're on? Seven, seven mm-hmm. or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really fun. It's 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 awesome to go back and watch it like kind of knowing yeah. everybody yeah uh, and you you pick up on so much more watching it the second and third and fourth times through yeah and i remember like i, I seem to remember like thinking back that there were so many like su- superfluous things going on that didn't matter in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things but that's but not really the matter. case yeah, yeah. It's, it all kind of they it all kind of ties back to to what's happening in season six which is pretty cool yeah uh, impressive yep so Totally agree. Definitely gain some more more respect for a show I already had a ton of respect for. You'll also feel differently about characters. Yeah. Uh, that you may have loved the first time through or may have hated the first time through that you'll feel differently about now. Well, so Jamie's the one. You know, Jamie's one of my favorite characters now. Now, yeah. Oh, he was an asshole. He was in, really, early on. really hard to like yeah. in the first season anyway. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, that's been fun. I I'm struggling to find anything to talk about. I don't think we watched any. Oh, we watched uh, Don't Knock Twice, which is a horror movie, which I kind of enjoyed. Um, not the best movie, but it's pretty good. Not a ton of gore, which which I appreciate in my scary movies. Yeah. Um, but that's been been pretty much it. It's just been a heavy work week, and uh, this weekend's another busy weekend. So yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, my week birthdays. 
birthdays everywhere. A lot of birthdays. Uh, So my wife's birthday was on Tuesday. My twin's birthday was yesterday. My birthday is Sunday. Nice. Um, It's a crazy birthday month. Uh, Actually, Val's, my wife's family, her, there's like, I don't know, five or six birthdays in September. So their Labor Day party, well, they, they have a draft party for their fantasy football league. So that was Saturday. So we went up there Saturday. And then Sunday was the the family birthday party, which I think there's seven birthdays celebrated. And that wasn't including our twins, who are also September birthdays, because their party's this weekend. It's going to be on Saturday. So, um, and then and then Monday we went to mom and dad's for for actual Labor Day. So it was a busy weekend. Um, but yeah, a lot of birthdays in September. It's, it's weird to think that uh, my wife and I were born five days apart, and we managed to land children in between our two birthdays it's kind of crazy you guys are just makes uh, you want to gamble you guys are just uh, a symptom of a lot of new year's parties no actually actually because they were born a month and a half early so ah okay so yeah not quite not quite that but yeah i and i have a lot of friends that were born in september too so that's popular month er, a lot of early september birthdays yes i wonder I don't know if this is something you and Val talk about, Dan, but how much like thinking about like timing goes into choosing when it's, to conceive? Yeah, like, it's, a fact. it's definitely like, a factor. oh, I don't want to be pregnant in the summer. Yep. I want to, you know, be out. I don't know if that's something people consider or. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know. Was it? With, with Max, we wanted to plan to have him like close to the summer, so her uh, maternity leave would go either start in the summer because she's she was a teacher then mm-hmm. would either start in the summer or be close enough to the summer that she wouldn't once she was started her maternity leave she wouldn't have to go back. But he was three weeks early, so she had to go back for two weeks nah. of, of school, like right at the end of the year. Bummer. Um, so yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it definitely definitely factors in, and so yeah, some people don't want to be have the baby like in the middle of the winter when you can't do anything with it. Like it's it's definitely definitely a factor. So, well, uh, happy birthday, Dolly! Is yeah, thank you. Uh, and then yeah, my son started first grade today, so we dropped him off. He was excited to go, which was nice. Not like last year. Did he get a good teacher? Yeah, so far. Nice. Uh, I mean, we don't know yet, but it seems like like he he he's in a, a good fit for he has a good fit for his teacher this year, so and that's a good thing. Now that's all I have to talk about. I think, um, yeah. Uh, shall we get into what we played? Do we need a break? What do we got going on here? I wouldn't mind just a quick two minute break. I just got to use the potty and yeah, we can take a quick break. All right, so we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played and feedback in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Up 20 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, what'd you play? So in addition to playing RimWorld, I also returned to Mario 3 this weekend. Oh, beautiful. Which I can't remember if that stayed on my top games list but uh it's still a great game just yep. wanted to reiterate that holds up uh, yeah i still Despite remember all nintendo game all the secrets i was disappointed though because um i wasn't going to use any of the whistles 
Mm -hmm. I wanted to play through every world. So I played through world one. And yeah, I played through the, I beat the first and second worlds and started the third world. And I thought I left it open, but I didn't. I ended up closing it. So when I went back, I had to start all over again. And I was like, oh, crap. But then I'm like, well, I'll just get one of the whistles and use it uh, and skip to head to world three where I was before. But whatever whistle I got and used, it skipped me way ahead to like, I guess my recollection of where the which worlds you can choose from based on which whistle you use was wrong because it didn't even give me the option to return to world three. I had to skip to I think the first one I could pick was world four or something like that. Um, so I was really disappointed in that, and I was like, well, screw it, I'll just use the other whistle and skip right ahead to World 8, which I did, and then I just beat the game <laughs> really quick, but nice. that's the opposite of what I wanted to do. But Hey, you get a beaten game. Oh, yeah, I do, don't I? <laughs> hey, good job, Corey. Woo-hoo, Mario 3. Counts. All right. Um, I'll put it on the list right now. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that, but that's pretty yeah. cool. I also spent a good amount of time playing Skyrim this weekend. I mentioned that I have over 100 different mods installed. Um, haven't noticed a ton of stuff. Uh, one, because I'm unsure of which mods I installed, I just followed somebody's install list on Reddit and uh, without even really considering what was in the mods. Haven't noticed a ton of things, but the one thing uh, I really like is the survival stuff that's added into the game. Mm-hmm. So I find myself like checking the time and if it's getting to be nighttime i think about returning to a town and finding an inn so i can get some good cooked food in me and sleeping in a bed and then you know i sleep through the night and get up and start all over again and it, it's kind of a fun way to to re-experience skyrim mm-hmm. um and there's like if i'm in cold weather i have to make sure i have cold weather gear and they added different pieces of equipment that you can equip and see on your character and stuff like that uh, i have a really good time with it um, makes you wonder why they didn't put something like that in as as like a iron like like they did in in fallout new vegas you know yeah so like a what, what, did they call that hardcore mode in new yeah, vegas yeah something yeah something like that yeah i forgot that they did that i think they did that for fallout 4 too right wasn't there some sort of survival mechanics yeah there was Mm -hmm. okay um and the only other thing i've noticed is the number of enemies is insanely high Mm -hmm. uh you get swarmed and i'm not sure which mod did that it does make it really difficult um but it's a good kind of difficult Mm -hmm. so there's that Uh, also some new and interesting spells that do weird things that i haven't really messed around with i'm making a spellcaster um and i think i'm level seven right now but um oh and i'm on my way to start the forgotten city stuff Mm -hmm. which is the uh player made content that's supposed to be Mm -hmm. really really good Mm -hmm. um adds 16 hours to the the game or something crazy like that so I'm excited to to see what that has to offer, but um, mages are hard to main in that game too. They're annoying. Yeah, that. I mean, especially early on until you start to get powerful. Yeah, you just def- soft. Yeah, real soft. Uh, and I don't really have the spells to keep enemies at bay either, so I find mm-hmm. myself relying on a lot of jank. You know, getting mm-hmm. in a spot where they can't get me, and like just, on a rock, rocky outcropping. Yeah, exactly. That all that kind of janky stuff. But uh, yeah, really, really enjoying returning to Skyrim. Um, but yeah, the one new game I, I started playing is RimWorld, 
which is on early access in Steam right now. The game's thirty bucks. Um, they have some some other like name in game packs. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe that's just like a, an extension of Kickstarter or something like that, where you can mm-hmm. name your a character or something like that. But it's a it's a colony sim. Um, you start with three characters that crash land on a foreign planet. I think it's called RimWorld. I don't know. I've, I've only put like a, maybe an hour and a half, two hours into the game. But uh, it's inspired by Dwarf Fortress. Mm-hmm. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Dwarf Fortress, but it's a really in-depth sim. Um, and that depth really carries over into this game. There's a lot of minutia that you're doing. So you're not only building a colony. There's a lot of role-playing elements, a lot of survival elements. Mm. Um, and everything sort of coalesces into this game, which is very iterative of, uh, at least design-wise, of Firefly. So the music and the setting is kind of that Western space feeling, which is welcome. I Uh, like that. Yeah, really immersive. Um, Also, the gameplay reminds me a lot of... um, Shoot. What's that? Prison Architect. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the the user interface and, and stuff like that reminds me of Prison Architect. But I haven't even scratched the surface. Uh, my three guys, I started on the tutorial, so my three guys crash landed on this planet and it walked me through very basic things like how to build a structure and how to put beds in it and um, how to equip your characters and how to assign tasks to them. Uh, and I'm not even sure if you can recruit more people. I assume you can. Uh, but you just start with the three, and they. I got attacked once, and you can build these barrack things that you stand behind. And I killed this guy, but I didn't know what to do with the body or anything. But I was I was able to remove the clothes from the guy that I killed, and they just kind of sat there because I didn't know what to do with them. Turns out I didn't have enough space designated for storage, so my guys couldn't pick up the clothing because they had nowhere to put it. So I had to build that. Um, all my supplies that I started the game with was slowly decaying. Uh, turns out I needed to have a roof over all of them to prevent them from decaying. Uh, so it's just little things like that. I figured out that I needed to construct a grave in order to take the dead body that was there and put the dead body in the grave. And come to find out that your characters can meditate by graves to increase their happiness or whatever the the statistic is that that manages so it's a lot of like very small things that you need to 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 pay attention to which as i mentioned before is is just a dwarf because you know there's a lot going on a lot of things that you can get involved in um very specifically which i really appreciate about it Hmm. uh but it doesn't it hasn't felt overwhelming yet you know it's not like it's not like Crusader Kings 2 level of, oh my god, what am I supposed to do? Sure. Is it is it what, the way you talk about it, it reminds me of learning early on uh, Don't Starve, like how you slowly figure this stuff out and as you progress through your different playthroughs you get better and better and better at it. Is it the type of game where you can get like wiped out and then you have to start over again with the knowledge that you gain from what you already played or do you just keep on going? I, I, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, I haven't even come close to the point where you I'm in trouble. Okay. Um, I did. I 
did do so i think i think i did this i'm i'm kind of unsure um and i kind of forgive the game because it is still in early access but i think what happened was after my tutorial it gave me the option to start a story which mm-hmm. i think i did and i think i activated and you choose from uh a, a certain there's three different types of stories you can play uh and then within those types of stories you can choose the difficulty and the difficulty is just the intensity of the random events that occur. Okay. So one of them is uh, one of the stories is is natural disasters. One of them is wildlife. One of them is enemies of some sort. I'm I'm a little unclear on how all that works, um, but there is some replayability in that respect, and you can set the difficulty. And I set it to be relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, While you're learning, it's like third from the bottom or something like that because it did seem like it was going to be an overwhelming game so i wanted to kind of figure it out before i got frustrated and quit but it's really not that bad considering all the different things that you can do uh, Mm -hmm. in it how much how many things are going on and i did really really like the music uh, which i think is super important for these sim kind of games when you're staring because it's for hours and hours and hours it's playing in the background literally all the time yeah because a lot in a lot of games you don't you barely notice the music because there's all this stuff going on. But yeah, that type of game you you notice the music very very quickly. Right. I can I can still hum the Crusader Kings two themes. You know, like mm-hmm. did I hear over and over again over the course of two hundred and ten hours or wherever I ended up spending in that game. Yep. Uh, I'm at the point now where I have a building with three beds um four beds one of those beds is designated medical only so when you designate a bed it can only be used for certain purposes so when my characters are hurt uh i can set their assignments so that if they're hurt they will take the time to rest and recover Uh, you can turn that off so they won't go rest and recover which i guess you would want to use in certain circumstances Mm -hmm. um but and then i figured out uh, I had a second guy come and attack me, but I wanted to make him a prisoner. So when he was hurt and dying <laughs> on the ground, I had nothing to do with him. I built a prison cell, put a bed in that, and designated that bed as a prisoner bed. Um, but before I could get him and bring him to the prison cell, he died on his own. So that was unfortunate. But yeah, um, just to highlight some of the like very specific things you can do in the game, it's... It's pretty wild. I, I really enjoy it. And uh, it has overwhelmingly positive on Steam, 90 per, 96% of uh, 546 user reviews. I might even have positive. it on my wish list. I recommend it. I know it I do. Him. Yeah. If you guys get a chance. I'll search because I'm pretty sure I have it on my... Yeah, that's oh, been... It's not uh, on my wish list, but it's going to be now. That's been my... It sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. I think you guys both would like it. Um, yeah, S- similar to games you've played, Halcyon Six and Crusader Kings Two. There you go. Yeah, good examples. I'd okay. put it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Will, That's did it you for play, me. Did you play anything, Will? I've been on a huge Dynasty Warriors <laughs> kick. Nice. Oh, that's right. I saw you playing that. Was it last night when I was playing uh, Near? Yeah, I was playing it last night. I've uh, one of my favorite games ever that I always forget about is Dynasty Warriors three. Uh-huh. So I got on my PlayStation three to see if it was on like the 
um, like the backwards compatibility that I could just buy off the store. Uh, and it wasn't, so I got upset, so I downloaded a PlayStation 2 emulator and started playing that this morning on my computer. So nice. I've just been playing a lot of Dynasty Warriors. Uh-huh. You're getting you're getting uh, geared up for Fire Emblem. It, that's that's definitely part of it. Fire Emblem and Dynasty Warriors 9 are coming out. Fire Emblem's the 20th, and uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 is probably going to be early next year, so... Mm-hmm. Really pumped for those two games, but that's really all I've been playing, mm-hmm. and not a whole lot to talk about with that. Especially because I think I'm the only fan of that game. I like I'm I, a fan. I, mean, I like them. Yeah. You're getting nine, aren't you, Dan? Probably. Probably. It, it depends on what else comes out with it. Okay. If it's evenly spaced with something else, and I don't have a ton of stuff all at once, then I'll definitely get it. But if it comes out the same day as like two other games that I really want. I hope it doesn't. I would like another opinion on one of the Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah, I like them, um, but you know, I was more interested in like Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem because I'm I'm more into the universe, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. but I like that type of game. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's kind of taught me some history too, Mm -hmm. loosely, but yeah, yeah, based in history. It it. The events of what have happened are true, but how they're being portrayed and acted out are not. Right. The best way to put it. You mean one guy didn't one guy didn't kill ten thousand soldiers? (laughs) Well, yeah, that. You never know though. There's no records. That's a good point. Of who killed who. That is a good point. But yeah, that's it for me. All right. Uh, so the only other thing I played aside from Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is quite a bit more near Automata. I played probably five or six hours worth last night. You still love um, it? Oh my god, I, that game's amazing. Uh, I love it just, that. It just always surprises me with something new. Um, I think, well, a lot of the music is like orchestral, but then it like it'll just transition into like a J-pop song. <laughs> it's just so it's so bizarre and, and awesome and the it was I guess it was like I don't know if it was quite a boss battle but maybe like a, mi- uh, a mini boss it was it was a boss but you didn't like fight it to completion it's hard to explain but uh, we t- I talked about last week or the week before how it like changes perspectives on you uh, constantly giving you a, a fresh perspective um, of your character and how the controls like seamlessly work in that somehow i don't know how they manage it but this one it was it was a fighting game view like side to side that's it uh you know one versus one was where 2b and and one of the guys was squared off on in one level and then behind them 9s and the other guy were squared off and fighting and it was literally a fighting game in near automata with the same controls and same everything it fit i was blown away it was awesome they do like the like gameplay shift so well. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and even like when you transition into like the the flying ro- the flying jet plane robots, like all the controls work the same and they work really well and they're really tight. And it's it's oh, it's amazing. It's just 
like I couldn't believe when I was doing the the battle, even to the point where like there was a invisible barrier up against the wall that would would glow blue and you'd bash your enemy into it mm-hmm. like and, you know, bounce them off of it for combos. I was like, I feel like I'm playing a legitimate fighting game right now. I, I can't believe it. It's awesome. So, yeah, game's awesome. I haven't had a crash since I uh, removed the overclock from my graphics card. So that's something to think about if you're trying to get it to run on PC. Whoops. Yeah, Dan, I'm glad you really you really like it. I got to get back to playing it. I have not so good. gone back since or about late summer. Yeah. I got to. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know whether to wait and try and play my game on Will's PlayStation again at some point, or just start playing it on PC. Yeah. Starting over. Up to you. I mean, if you don't have anything else to that, that's dire that you have to play on PC, I would say play it on PC. You're not too far, Corey. It's all dire. I have so many games I want to play. That's how I am too. I, I, I like you, Corey. I want to start like having a new game that I play every week. Um, but it, it's just so hard. First of all, I have a million choices. I know that's a first world problem, but I've got so many games in my Steam library that I'm like, oh god, I should play that. Yeah, and I, you know, and then I don't. But I, I also want to finish games I've already started. So one of my uh, one of my friends just got a new computer, mm-hmm. and I was telling him about Steam family sharing, <laughs> and his mind was blown. First of oh, all, yeah. yeah, and I told him I would, you know, he could play my games, uh-huh. but I told him I have like almost two hundred games, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> he was like so shocked by that, and I'm like, "That's not even that much." No. I have, I think, 450. Yeah. But there's people with, like, 1,500 games. Yeah. But I think those, I think a lot of those people are are people that sell the, like, Dota items. Uh, So they get Steam credit, which you can, you can monetize, but you end up losing quite a bit. So they probably use that for buying every game that comes out, you know? Yeah. Some people make a lot of money doing that sort of stuff. I know. Forget when I sold my uh, first item in Diablo three. Yeah, good feeling. How much did you get for it? A dollar and change. Nice. You, you uh, know, I have four hundred and thirty eight games. You know, I'd be like be a pretty good way for you guys to make some Steam money. What's that? Selling Steam cards. Yeah, I do that. Because, like, to me, I don't. I could care less about any of the cards. So. I've just started putting them on there for like five cents. Yeah. So boom. the the near automata ones on PC sell for like 30, 30 cents the, each. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, um, if it's two B, that people probably would pay five dollars for a. I st- would. Stupid card. I would. No, I people, think I have two B. Sick. People are sick. You should, if you have it, Dan. You should honestly put it up there for a dollar and see if somebody buys it. Yeah, because some people will like. You know, the a lot of times when you try to buy the lowest bid ones, they're sold before you can get to them. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, obviously buy the more expensive ones, and they're they're just available all the time, so you don't have the hassle of buying ones that are already bought. It's a Let's good it, it's a good way to get some uh, extra Steam cash. Two B trading card on Steam is going for thirty four cents. Put it up <laughs> one <crazy>. one dollar. <laughs> I like to combine my cards and make money or make experience, though. 
Yeah, I, I do that too. It, it's for games that I like, especially. I'll do that. The Pyre you, cards are even going for 20 cents. But you get experience for combining cards? Yeah, you raise your account level. You make badges, bro. I must be like level one because I don't think I've ever oh. done that. By the way, did I? Was it 10 years of service I hit in July? I was oh, reading. really? Ooh, grats. 10 years of Steam service. I'll have to check and see how old my account is. Uh, I forget where it says. I can tell you once I remember what I was doing. Is it in the account settings? Uh, no, profile. It's in your profile. Yeah, 10 years of service as of July 17th. Where does it say? I'm on my profile, I think. So you hover over your your Steam name in the top right and then just click profile. View profile? Should just be, yeah. Don't see it anywhere. Is it at the top? Top right. Underneath your level. Oh, it this is Gold Eagle. 300 experience. Oh, maybe that's most recent badge or something that you got. I don't know if I edit profile, it'll say. Anyway. I'll find it. I know I saw it somewhere. I'm not going to worry about it for right now. All right. Uh, I think we're ready for feedback, right? Yeah. I want to see how much my cards are worth. Yeah, occasionally I'll, like, I'll go through mine and I'll sell most of them and I'll get like five bucks which is good. You know, you can buy an indie game or something on sale or put it towards something more expensive. Oh, you can sell PUBG items. <laughs> nice. I have something worth 10 cents. <laughs> Beautiful. Though most of them are worth like seven to nine cents. Uh, like I said, the, the near automata ones were worth more pyre ones were worth about 20 cents each. So, uh, okay, so the first email is from Alex, who says, Hey guys, I love the idea of figuring out another author to finish Game of Thrones. I think Bernard Cornwell would be a good choice. He's a historical fiction writer, and George writes very much from a historical side in his books, in my opinion. Another fun one with a different approach would be Robin Hobb, who is a fun fantasy writer with great descriptions. I started a new Netflix original series called Dad of Light. It's about a son who tried to reconnect with his father through Final Fantasy XIV. It's more of a heartfelt series, but I'm really enjoying it. That's it. Have a great weekend. I really hope George R. R. Martin has a plan for if he doesn't make it to finishing his books, you know? J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Were we talking about that, that when you was, or was it Corey that said that? I said that. I was joking. Okay. <laughs> Do yes. we do do we like J.K. Rowling? I I mean I like the Harry Potter movies. I've never read the books. Take her or leave her. All right. I probably would like the books more than more than the movies, even though I did like the movies. See, like I when I was, do like books more. When I was growing up, like there was the war between Lord of the Rings and Harry <laughs> Potter. So yeah, I immediately hate and dismiss all Harry Potter. Eric Cartman called it Harry. Was it Harry Pussy Butthole Potter? <laughs> <laughs> On a South Park that, episode many, many moons ago. That was exactly how I felt through school. So if somebody said they liked Harry Potter, that's immediately sort of what I thought. 
handsy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I felt the same way. But I, I re- watched the movies. Uh, it was last year after we finished Game of Thrones for the first time. I watched the the we watched the all the Harry Potter movies. I'm sure they're um, they're awesome movies. Yeah, they're good. They are good. I liked them. Uh, Netflix original series called. I, oh, I'm not familiar with either of those writers either. I'll have to look them up. Bernard Cornwell and Robin Hobb. I actually feel no. I mean, I might have heard of Robin Hobb. Now that I think about it, I'm not familiar familiar with Bernard Cornwell, Corey, ringing a bell. I'm not familiar with either of those authors. Then again, okay. uh, I don't read a ton. I yeah, it takes me it takes me like a couple months to get through a book. So as much I love to read, but anytime I like try to pick up a book to read now, I fall asleep for no other reason than I just can't concentrate. And usually if I have time to actually sit down and read, it's probably really late at night, too. So uh, start a new Netflix. Oh, Data Light. I've not not heard of that one. That's interesting. Son who tried to reconnect with his father through Final Fantasy 14. Have you heard anything about that, Corey? That's pretty cool. I did. I saw it on Netflix. Was it on Netflix? I saw mm-hmm. I saw that somewhere and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then <laughs> I read the description. I haven't watched it yet, but. It sounds interesting. It's a Netflix original. It's called Data Light or Dad of da- Light? Dad of Light. Final Fantasy 14. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like, is it a true story? It's like a documentary or is it, I mean, I guess it's, if it's an original, well, I don't know. I guess we'll have, just have to watch and find out. I feel like if they pick Final Fantasy 14, it's a documentary, right? Or something along those lines. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Because that's a random MMO to pick. Okay. Uh, next email. So that's from, that was from Alex. Uh, next email is from Tito who says, Hey guys, I need some help. While waiting to play Destiny 2 PC with my friend who finished his PC build, we need another game in the meantime. It's sad the small number of co-op games there are. Would Divin- Divinity Original Sin 1 and or 2 be a good option, Corey? What are some other recommendations from all of you? Most of the problem is finding a game we're both interested in and haven't played yet. Borderlands is out. Terraria is an option, but something I have no interest in. And hell no to MOBAs. Uh, concerning you don't know Jack Party Pack, my favorite game is called Fibbage. I think it's part of Pack 2. It's a trivia game. During the first part of every question, each person has 30 seconds to make up a fake answer. Then all the fake answers are shown, including the actual answer. You try to answer the trivia question correctly for points, but you also get points for the number of players you trick into picking your false answer. It's pretty fun. I'm terrible with trivia, so I usually try to win the popularity contest by trying to get the most thumbs up from others who liked your suggestion. Current Netflix show I'm watching, Death Note 2006. The anime, not the new Netflix original movie. Have you seen the anime, Corey? It's a good cat and mouse show. By the second episode, the setup is pretty great. However, as a 31-year-old, I'm tired of some of the usual anime tropes and writing problems like blatant exposition and over-explanation from the characters, making you think idiots are watching the show who need things explained to them three times. There's a lot of people out there that are like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we get that a lot well, with uh, Game of Thrones fandom. It's people who need everything explicitly explained to them because, the, you know, nothing can be slightly vague, you know. 
I happen to be one of them. Oh, really? I, um, Sometimes, yeah. I, I, I did watch the anime, maybe like the first six episodes, six or seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. And when this came out, I was kind of excited for it, but I read enough negative reviews to not go out of my way to watch it. Uh-huh. Uh, but one one of my friends who's really into anime uh, said it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So who knows? You know, like how many people are aren't anime people that sat down and watched it because it was the new thing on Netflix, you know? Yeah. And didn't enjoy it. I don't know much about Death Note, but I do know that one isn't like demons follow people around in it. Isn't that the, the story of it? So he, he gets this book called the death note and he can write anybody's name in it in the mm-hmm. manner in which they die and when, and then they die. Huh. Cause I know there's that, that spiky haired spiky. He does. Teeth. He has a demon that follows him around that only he can see. What's his name? I can't remember. Okay. And I, I yeah, just but... had this conversation with somebody. I'm like, is his name Hermunculi? <laughs> Which that's from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know what his name is, but yeah, yes, yeah, that's part of it. The, so the, he's the only reason I know of that. For for whatever reason, I know that I remember seeing that character in a few different places. He, well, yeah, he um, and it's Willem Dafoe that plays Ryuk. Ryuk, uh, beardless. Yep, in the that's chat. what it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe plays it, and I think oh, it's really, really, really well designed. Yeah character okay I wonder, I wonder how the movie is i'll probably end up watching it at some point mm. um i'll try anything once okay co-op games for pc oh yeah uh divinity is a great one definitely yeah. uh well i mean it, i guess it depends on what kind of games you like but i mean as far as uh tactical rpg goes that's a really good one and we talked about it at length last episode when we did our or two episodes ago uh fall games preview part one yeah uh, i talked about it when we were talking about divinity 2 yeah and divinity 2 it comes out next week too so. yeah so that's one to consider even even the new one which uh, has really good reviews on on steam oh yeah it's, um, it's on steam early access so you could get it now if you wanted yeah um terraria he said Terraria is an option, but something about it I have no interest in. <laughs> what about um, like Diablo, Diablo three, or yeah, uh, Torchlight two, Grim Dawn, Torchlight two. Yep, I actually have. I was just in looking at my Steam cards. I see I have like three Torchlights I can give away. Oh, there you go. So if you don't have Torchlight and want it, let me know. I'll send it to you because they're just gonna sit there. I have no use for it. Yeah. Um, uh, Path of Exile is a free one that's similar to those type of games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't want to spend any money, that would be the one I would go with, but try it, try out free one. I think grim Dawn is better. Mm -hmm. Um, out might be pretty cool. Divinity's better. I mean, you could train your friend in rocket league. (laughs) That would take a while. (laughs) Yeah. That would take some catching up. I don't know though, because I've seen like really, I've played against uh, doubles team where one person's really good and one person's really terrible, uh, and it kind of evens out in the rankings, you know. And I've been beaten by teams like that too. So all right, so I brought up the co-op tag for this the Steam store. Um, Ark, Ugh. Survival Evolved. That's probably a, that. I would say that's a no. Uh, let's see, top sellers. 
Player Unknown Battlegrounds, Divinity Original Sin 2 is up there. PUBG would be a good one. PUBG, yeah. yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. Um, Sticks, Shards of Darkness. I'm not familiar with that one. Enter the Gungeon. You played that, right, Corey? A little bit, yeah. Like, not enough to definitively say one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, I just had one popping. Oh, Overcooked. That was really fun. Overcooked is fun, yeah. Good co-op game. I think if you're looking for something meaty, though, uh, Divinity's the way to go. You know, something with story and yeah. RPG elements, you know, customizable character, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Divinity, too. I'm definitely going to buy that. Uh, well, I'm not really coming up with a ton of stuff on here. Don't starve together. That's kind. Of, that's kind of short. If you're looking for something meaty, that's not the not the one. It can take a long time. The division on PC. Yeah, we were big division fans. Yeah, that was that was really fun to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls isn't really co-op. I don't know why that's on there. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, if you want to get into MMORPGs, Final Fantasy 14, Guild Wars 2 is my favorite. I think, I think Tito has played Final Fantasy 14 in the past. Has he? I think, so. I think there I think I think you can download the like the base Guild Wars 2 for free to try it too. So that might be something to look into. Just to give it a shot. Yeah. That's that's all I'm coming up with really. Trying. If you haven't played the Trine games, Will Trine? and I had a great time playing the Trine games together. Trine is awesome. At least I had a great time, Will. I don't know if you did. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that was fun. That was for one of the... Uh, what's its faces? Um, Extra Life, right? Did you guys play that? Probably. Mm. Dungeon Defenders. Will and I had a good time playing Dungeon Defenders. Oh, that reminds me, Dungeon of the Endless. Which one was that? That was the one that you, me, Eric played where you'd work your way through the different rooms. Oh, yeah, Three Big Queens. Yeah, Three Big Queens. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think we got everything. Has anyone played Fibbage? Negative. Um, no, I've heard but of Fibbage. I've not I know, played it. I know in Party Pack 3, which is the one I talked about last week or two weeks ago, there's a game called Faking It or something like that, where it'll ask a question like, who is most likely to secretly watch The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. And then everybody points to somebody, but somebody is designated the faker at the start of the game, and they're given no information, so they have to fake it. And then the goal of the other players is to figure out who's the faker. Gotcha. So I think that's kind of similar, right? Fibbage? Yeah, it's interesting. God, I wish I would stop doing that. I'm going to have to move my coaster. Banging the mic? Yeah, so I don't hit the mic every time I pick up my drink. There, that's better. Okay. All right, so that was from Tito. So thanks, Tito. Thanks, Tito. This is from Idaho Jake says, hey, guys, I hope to get I hope to get feedback about Cherry Hill game in next week. Is that the one (laughs) Jake picked? Yeah. Cherry Cherry Tree High. Cherry Tree High. Uh, I may try to listen live, but I'm watching football and playing Destiny 2. Now, my first impressions on Destiny 2 uh, is a pretty cool. uh, 
it is pretty cool. The story is cool. Of course, gameplay is great and the graphics are incredible. Can't wait to try it out on my 4K TV. Now for Idaho Jakes, this day in gaming history, in 1999, Arrowwing was released on Dreamcast. Thanks, guys, and keep up the Lord's work. <laughs> Not familiar with Arrowwing. I I only had like one experience, I think, with the Dreamcast. And I know it's like a cult favorite system now, but I don't even think I played anything popular on it that I can remember, but I do like the controller. Arrowwing. I'm trying to do the uh, YouTube search here, but not oh, getting anything. Really? No. How do you spell it? Uh, A-E-R-O-W-I-N-G. Hey, that's what I tried the first time. Arrowwing Dreamcast. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. Piloting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Cockpit view. Flying around. <laughs> okay. Nineteen ninety nine. All right. So that was from Idaho Jake. Thanks, Jake. So game giveaway. Okay. Uh yeah. who's Three the first pieces. one? Alex, Alex was one. Yep. Keto two. Jake three. Jake has a tendency to win these things when he's in Yes, them. he does. Uh, all right. One through three. And the winner is two, which is Tito. Tito. Congrats, so Tito. Maybe, maybe you'll get your co-op game here. Oh, also, yeah. I should mention, um, Alex, when he won, requested Overlord, and when I went to send him Overlord, I realized it was part of a package of five games. Mm. So Alex was gifted, I, I put in the email, uh, bank error in your favor. <laughs> Here's was five it, games instead of one. Was it a, like a Codemasters? Yeah, it was a Codemasters oh, okay. bundle. So like some of the Dirt games were probably on there? I don't think Dirt was, but, uh, or maybe, I don't know. I, I uh... Which is also explains how I ended up with so many games all of a sudden, because uh, originally I had those bulleted. So the one, you know, one of the games would be the main one, and then the mm-hmm. others were just bullets after them. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the lines, all those sub bullets got pushed to. Gotcha. The, the, yeah, the actual first. numbers. Right. So hey, five for one. That's awesome. Yeah. So if anybody, if there's a few of those in the list, so if you yeah. get one of those games, you'll get all of them. So yep. bonus games. Yeah, bonus games. We know you want them. Absolutely. All right, let me just sorry, I'm trying to find no, that's fine. my notes here from the game giveaway. It's in our shared notes. All right. Uh and also we're waiting on Tate to choose one of Remember Me, The Walking Dead Season One, War of the Roses Kingmaker, Flat Heroes, and Husk. Mm-hmm. All right, Tito's got one through 202. The first game is 95. How can we never get anything in the teens or lower? <laughs> yeah, like 17. Eldritch, which I Eldritch. think has been up before. Yep. <coughs> game number two, 86. Mass Effect in two. Oh. He won't want that one. I know he's played no. Mass Effect 2. He probably even, even has it on Steam. 72 is The Swapper. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great puzzle game. Number 
four is one ninety four. Inside. Wow, I know he's played that. So and number five. Or he, I know he watched you play it. I don't know if he played it himself. No, I think he did. God mode. Okay. Uh, yeah, he played it. Uh, okay, so Tito, your options are Eldritch, Mass Effect 2, The Swapper, Inside, and God Mode. Uh, all good choices. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hadn't played any of these, but I also knew... I mean, I guess Inside would be the best choice for people who haven't played any of these. Yeah. yeah so I was thinking... <sighs> Even if you want to give it, give it to your friend who just got their computer built, unless they ha- have that on something else. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't played Eldritch in God Mode, but I've heard good things about both of those. Uh, mm-hmm. God Mode would probably be the one I personally would pick right now, but that's that's about all I got. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Uh, we want to do something with football. Yeah. Football. But uh, we haven't decided what just yet. Um, we're kicking around the idea of maybe picking two or three games over the weekend, uh, and then we all pick which team will win. Um, and then, you know, tally that out through throughout the, the football season and yeah. get listeners involved with that as well. So Yeah, because I know our uh, listeners tend to, we talk a lot about hockey, but I think people follow football. People definitely follow football more than hockey, so that would yeah. appeal to a wider audience. Yeah. We could we could all do a lock of the week. Oh yeah, like that. And you could send it in, and we'll keep a tally of everybody. Mm-hmm. That might get a little easy though, because if the Patriots are playing anybody, the Jets or Bills, <laughs> anybody, you know, there's your lock of the week. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> maybe do it, but sans the Patriots. I don't know. Maybe it has to be underdog lock of the week. Did you get a touchdown? I just, I just got some fancy points. Nice. I like that, Dan. Underdog lock of the week, and you you go by like the Vegas odds or whatever. Yeah, whoever's the underdog. And not we're not talking spread or anything. We're just talking win lose. Yeah, I like that. All right, Titans over Raiders. That's my first one. Ooh, you're crazy. Are we starting this week? I don't even know. Oh yeah, let's start. Let's start this week. Titans are gonna be pretty good, Corey. Yeah, so are the Raiders, though. Eh, yeah, they are. But there's an easy place to look up the odds and the I games. Don't know. I'm doing a search right now. Actually, because on the fantasy football Reddit, I was told where to look, but now I can't remember. I just googled Vegas odds NFL. All right, what's the? Uh, how does this work? I don't understand this. Why can't they make it simple for me? <laughs> this makes no sense. Maybe oh, you guys. Can... I've got. I've got a site that's got all the favorite and underdog and spread. Ah, here, okay. Are you on footballlocks.com? Um, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm on, too. This one <laughs> this one makes sense for my feeble yep. mind. I, well, I don't have a betting mind, so. 
Yeah, when people tell me the odds or whatever, I don't know what they what they're saying. Yeah. I don't I don't have a good brain for for gambling. Oh, you know what? I'll take Will. I'll take Oakland over Tennessee. They're the underdog. Are they really? Yeah. That's shocking, actually. Yeah. Can I take Kansas City over New England? It's a little late for that. <laughs> Is Kansas City winning? Yeah, 21-17. Really? Yeah. That'll change. I'll be darned. I have to All see right. some of the odds. What is it, football locks? Yeah. Football but locks. Tennessee over Oakland, two and a half yeah. spread. I'm going to go with the Colts over the Rams. We'll have to get Eric's lock. Yeah. Colts over. Okay, let me let me write these down. Yeah, uh, I'm going to create a new note. Uh, Wait, so Dan. Oh, I can do a table. Let's do that. That way they'll all be present and accounted for. Uh, Six by one. Am I on the right site? I'm going to bookmark this site. It's footballox.com slash nfl underscore point underscore spreads dot shtml oh okay i can't believe the titans are favored that's crazy okay underdogs Uh... dan who'd you pick indianapolis Corey picking the raiders seattle Will's picking Seattle. Eric, we need to get. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's everything. Oh yeah! Uh, if you want to play the game, submit your uh, submit your your underdog lock of the week. Can we implement a? Uh... Lock of the week uh, soundbite. <laughs> That's up to Dan. My, uh, I could probably figure out how to do it. My favorite part of the Around the NFL podcast is when they do their locks because they just do it <laughs> so enthusiastically. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm locking it up. And everybody goes crazy. Because <laughs> they just go quiet and they go, like, oh, my God, is he going to is he going to do it? <laughs> and then they just ramp it up more and more. <laughs> good stuff okay um do we have any ideas for next week's episode when does something comes out tuesday right divinity Mm, shall divinity's wednesday that's too thursday thursday it's definitely it's definitely too soon we'll we'll need probably need a week or two for that I would think. Well, if it comes out Thursday, then we that might be good for the twenty first. Um, I have it on my phone. Hang on, Divin- it's Thursday. Okay. Out. Yeah, if we get a full week with it, that might be enough. Yeah, I mean, I have more. I've been. I have more game time now, so. I think I'm home next weekend too, so that helps. I could probably get twenty hours and do it. Yeah, let's plan on that for the 21st. We just need something for next week. Everybody's could, golf. Yeah, I was going to say we could do everybody's golf. Right. Yeah. Plan on that. 
Okay. <clears throat> All right. Anything else? I'm, yeah, that's it for me. Okay. That'll do it for episode 320 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.